1: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. CTMobile.com. You're listening to Let's Talk Portland, Intercom Radio Portland's weekly public affairs program. I'm Gary Bloxham. School's out for the remainder of the school year, but kids still need to play. Play is so important while kids learn. During the regular school year, Playworks Pacific Northwest helps kids and teachers, and they're still helping now when the kids are stuck at home. Let's talk about it. On the show this time, I would like to welcome Asia Wisecarver. Asia is the regional director of Playworks Pacific Northwest. Hey there, Asia. Welcome to the show.
0: Hi, thanks for having me.
1: Sure. So before we get started in talking about Playworks, let's talk about how you're doing. How's all this COVID-19 pandemic stuff hanging with you? Are you doing all right, doing all right?
0: Yeah, personally, I'm trying the best I can to make the most of the moments and and hold space for when things just feel uncertain or, or I'm not, uh, you know, I'm feeling overwhelmed and then just try to move through that. Um, But I'm, you know, fortunate and I feel like I have a lot of privilege and that I have a home and a two, you know, two family income and uh, we're able to spend some quality time with our 17 month old daughter so there's a lot of bright spots and there's you know a lot of moments of uncertainty that I'm just trying to figure out how to manage through but I feel like I'm um, you know in a pretty solid position so I feel very blessed
1: that's awesome that's great to hear it also doesn't hurt that we've had some pretty nice weather lately and it's kind of (laughs) nice to get outside (laughs) take a walk around the neighborhood
0: it's been great yes
1: so let's get into it. Let's talk about Playworks Northwest, uh, Pacific Northwest. Tell me, what is Playworks Pacific Northwest?
0: So um, we are one national 501c3 um, headquartered in Oakland, California. But in the Pacific Northwest region, we serve um, Oregon, Idaho, Washington, and Alaska. And we do that through a variety of uh, different service offerings. We partner directly with schools and school districts and education districts, to try to find the ways that our services can best align with meeting their needs. And those are obviously variable across each of those different kind of um, platforms. And so we work with those um, school leaders to determine what is the best course of action to be able to leverage essentially recess as our North Star to to bring out the best in every kid through play. So we have some direct services that we do that through, and then we have some kind of more indirect services where we do train the trainer for both um, schools and administrators and staff as well as other youth-serving organizations. Uh, And historically, we've had three different service models. One, our legacy model is coach, where we'd employ a person full-time that's a playworker in a school all day, every day, and their job was centered on recess, getting recess up and going, getting kids actively engaged at our recess, getting a junior coach leadership core of fourth and fifth grade students that they trained um, either before or after school with our leadership curriculum, and then those kids go out and serve and kind of apply their job skills out at the recess with younger kids. Um, and that's a really cool aspect of the legacy model and also our consultative service model. And then we also do class game times during those programming where we take the teacher and the students out to facilitate uh, learning around how do you play games at recess, what's the language, how do you turn a rope, how do you invite others, what happens when there's conflict on the playground, how do you resolve that You know, amongst the students between the, themselves before they have to elevate to adults, and then giving the teacher some time to just get active and engage with their students in a different way. Um, and then and we have developmental sports leagues. That's in our coach model, um, and we do three different leagues over the course of the year. One is girls basketball, one is uh, co-ed volleyball, and then we go back and forth between either soccer or kickball, depending on our school partners in, in the spring. And those sports are specific to trying to engage in more um, equity on the recess playground or field sports uh, between kind of the gender divides that we see usually at recess where many girls or females are not actively engaged in sports until they've, we've done some work on that in the playgrounds through those sports leagues. And those are kids that aren't already engaged in other activities. So that's, those are kind of the components of the high touch, most high touch um, service that we have, which is called Playworks Coach. And then we have a consultative model where we do all of those elements except for the coach I mean the yeah, the coaching of the the developmental sports leagues, and um, we employ one person that works with four schools over the course of the year, and we do the same thing we get them up and running, we do this kind of i do we do you do model over the course of the year where we'll re- be really heavily modeling how to do our best practices and philosophies and engaging the staff on site in the school. But then they're also taking on a lot, a little bit more um, ownership so that it's not so heavily reliant on our one play worker, but really kind of permeating throughout the school staff and the culture there. And then we have this professional development arm that we do a variety of customized as well as some kind of prepackaged um, trainings that are meant to, to fill whatever need for a prof- from a for professional development standpoint that a school might have, whether that's going deeper in junior coach leadership or teaching a power of play and why does play matter to like specific group management strategies that can elevate not only the recess, but also classroom teachers um, kind of experience and expertise all centered around the power of play and how do we bring out the best in everyone through that power of play?
1: Yeah, that was, that was my next question. Why is the power of play so important?
0: I mean, play is a universal language that all kids speak, whether that's, you know, a kid who's moved here from a different country or a kid that's moved from a different school. Uh, They know how to speak the power of play, and they need play as a tool for learning, essentially. The The kids learn through play. So leveraging the power of play to teach and develop social and emotional skills that are critical and necessary to be a well-adjusted, you know, citizen in our society is important. It also helps them learn how to co- manage their own conflict and not have things get in the way of their ability to learn when they go back into the classroom. So then they're more readily available to be able to be present and get as much as they can out of the academic learning that's happening. Um, so it's it's just something that kids are built and design now, honestly people do well with play, but you know, kids need play and it's a very important part of their developmental experience. So we really leverage that and recess is the best place to do that historically. Although, you know, we'll need to be flexible about what that looks like moving forward um in this new world of, you know, before COVID and after COVID. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see.
1: So uh, it kind of sounds like you're almost teaching kids how to play. How is this need discovered that these kids maybe needed some coaching on how to play?
0: I mean, it's different every school and every region. But if you uh, just think about the way our society is developed and, you know, technologically and, and, you know, a lot of great things have happened. Like I can't imagine being in this, you know, quarantine without technology, but also there's been some unintended consequences of that. Kids have less exposure to people face to face. They have less, uh, and then, you know, more people are required to work m- multiple jobs, or both, or multiple parents are outside of a of a home if you have a cha- you know a multiple parent household in the first place. And so, kids just aren't in those organic spaces as often as they once were to be able to learn and develop through kind of fumbling through it. So when you go to recesses where kids haven't had exposure to Playworks or their school doesn't have like a, a focus on the quality of recess, you will see kids just standing around and not sure what to do or how to talk to each other or just poking at each other and escalating into to fights. But the second we go and assess a recess and we just want to pop in and start like a quick game of a game we play at recess is called like scramble or switch you'll see that kids want to play and engage with each other. They're just not quite sure how all the time. And I think we have figured out some practices and philosophies that really work to engage and, and become, you know, provide a more inclusive environment so that kids are feeling safer and they they have the space to kind of make mistakes and learn through that uh, that space of recess. And we think about it as a classroom for learning Social and emotional skills, and we wouldn't um, put a you know a classroom teacher in a space where there's not dedicated time for planning or evaluation. So we really work to bring those things around, and and you know the need is obvious.
1: We're talking today with Asia Weiscarver, regional director of Playwork Pacific Northwest. So Asia, we're all in this COVID nineteen pandemic, and how has that changed the way you guys are doing your work?
0: In all honesty, very significantly. Um, we are very reliant on, I mean, it's kind of funny because as a nonprofit, you work really hard to uh, figure out ways to diversify funding streams and to try and have earned income strategies that allow you to have a little bit more control over the money that's coming in and it's less reliant on philanthropy or events revenue. And we've done a really good job of that nationally and locally. However, covid that's kind of caused it to work against us a little bit so all of our earned revenue streams pretty much dried up when all the schools had to cancel for the year um and then philanthropy is shifting and obviously as it should be to uh you know more pressing needs like food and shelter and and health uh like physical safety in the immediate uh so so that's shifting a little bit and then events are canceled so our revenue streams for a quarter of the year, dried up, so we had to take some pretty drastic measures to do what we can to ensure that we are going to be a viable entity as we go into the fall. And so, as a national network, we looked at what we could do to get the uh, you know a bare bones operation to continue moving forward. While we we had to furlough a large number of employees and then have a core group of folks that are dedicated to doing what we can to bring back as many people as we can and also strategize for what does it look like to be different and um, flexible and fluid as we learn what is needed in the schools and the structure in the way that we do what we do. So we're really working hard to be here because we know the need social, you know, the social skills and that there's going to be higher fear and uncertainty from kids and then like learning how what it means to engage with people when you've been told for however many months that you gotta be careful because people can make each other sick or these kinds of things and teachers are already like, what are we gonna do without playworks? What's gonna happen to Playwork? So we're trying to ensure that we are here and we've done everything that we can nationally to be positioned to do that. So we feel decent about the fact that we will be here, but we need to be creative about what this looks like moving forward. So we've adapted currently some of our offerings Um, We have a really cool platform called Play at Home where we're doing virtual recess three times a day so kids and families and teachers, you know, can access that immediately. That started on the 20th of March, and we've created content really quickly for that. Um, You can follow us on our social media platforms and look up, you know, Play at Home or Playworks at Home to see some of those things. Our YouTube channels have a bunch of, Um, videos that folks can see, uh, cheers, chants, uh, little games. So we have a downloadable um, playbook that we created in response to COVID that's both in English and Spanish that folks can download and print and distribute to families who might not have access to Internet to watch live recess. And then with our local partners across the nation, we had developed what we call a Playworks University, which is a series of courses and classes that – take modules around things like game facilitation, group management, how do you leverage play to build rapport, and teachers and administrators are able to use that with their staff and um, have things extrapolate down to their students both now and in the near future, and we've given that um, to our school partners for the next three months so that they we can help them while they're doing their distance learning to continue to kind of thrive as it relates to um, you know, our best practices and philosophies.
1: I think all of us could use a little recess. I'm going to have to look up your YouTube channel.
0: Yeah. It's super fun. <laughs> it's, like, it's different people. And the recess live is really, the recess live is really cool to make recess count and play uh, at home. Series of things are really fun. So you can actually just take a break every day. It, it airs at um, 11, one and two central time every day, Monday through Friday. So, uh, it's nice because it's routine. So if someone's working on, you know, their kids are doing things at home or they're in their online distant learning um, platforms, they can take a break and, and do some movement. And it's good. It is good for all of us. It's really uh cool thing. That's another thing that we're doing and kind of pivoting is really looking at. We have a lot of content that we've designed over the years, and then more immediately to look at how we can support businesses and corporations in in um, their time to, you know, with their staffs being remote and they're wanting to still continue to have good work play balances or have icebreakers and games and discussions. And um, so we also have, uh, created some content and some packages that businesses and corporations can purchase to help fund our operations, but also they can get something immediate out of it by doing a, Uh, virtual corporate recesses. Uh, So that's also something that's available that um, folks can check out if they're interested.
1: If you're just joining us today, we're talking to Asia Weiscarver, Regional Director of Playworks Pacific Northwest. Now, Asia, bullying is a very big deal in school. And what kind of impact are your programs having within school culture?
0: I mean, the overall impact is tremendous. I mean, kids have an increased feeling of safety, which, you know, helps them feel like they want to be at school. They want to be at recess. You have less kids in our um, schools that are, quote unquote, not feeling well and need to stay in with their teacher or go to the library or the nurse. Um, They're more engaged in more rigorous physical activity. On the playground, there is a um, study there was a study done um, by a third party entity that shows that we have actually statistically significant um, results as it relates to decreasing bullying in our coach schools. Um, and our our teachers in our schools and our principals speak to a lot of the indirect impacts of having playworks in their schools and the overall feel and um, function as it relates to school climate climate and culture. So our you know, theory of change is one in that we have. You know, our one of our playwork services. We have a caring, consistent adult, whether that's our people or it's the school's people, and then we have strong school partnerships where uh, the schools value and invest in play, and that we know that that leads to high functioning recess, where there's the development of pro social skills, students pro social skills, and then they're feeling more safe, and the the playground is more organized, and there's active play, and there's free choice happening. And then that ultimately will lead to a greater recess climate and students are engaged in play more active and they're physically active and they're enjoying recess at that point. Students are emotionally and physically safe at recess, and students start to value recess differently. They want to be there, and um, they're making the most of that time there. And then ultimately that leads to a positive school climate. So students have strong social and emotional skills where the students are engaged in school, and then the classrooms support a positive environment as well. And one of the strategies we use through con- for conflict resolution is rock, paper, scissors, and we'll see that start to permeate pretty e- early on throughout the entire school Um, Setting. So, for example, teachers have told us, you know, kids are fighting in a classroom over who gets to read a book, and all of a sudden the kids in the class will start chanting, rock it out, and the kids will just (laughs) play rock, paper, scissors. The argument's over, the kids move on, and they get more out of their experience. And they've learned to resolve that on their own without the need to escalate those things through just implementing these skills um, that, that are taught in our class game times and at recess. And they get to practice what does it mean to kind of make mistakes and what does it look like to support each other and be inclusive and invite each other and that really invite each other to play and the junior coaches when we have though that element which can be present in all of our services they are really game changers they're fourth and fifth grade students that uh you know they're they're they have leadership skills not all of them have figured out how to hone those skills in a positive direction yet so we take kind of a wide variety of kids, and we work with the schools, and, you know, our staff do some observation and and have conversations, and the students apply, and then we have conversations with the administrators and the teachers about what do we think will be the best cohort, and then we train them in our after-school curriculum, and, and, and they practice those skills out at the recesses, and they are really game changers. They step up and into that leadership opportunity and they're empowered to make a difference, not only on recess, but in their classrooms and in their school and in their communities. And it's so fun to go to a school site and to see, and to talk to the junior coaches and ask them, what do you like about being a junior coach? And like, I couldn't pay them to say it better. It's (laughs) like, they feel so great. With just the opportunity to be there and to teach little kids, they say, and to, you know, be a role model. And and they do it so well, and they take it seriously, and it's a game changer. So that helps with the overall culture and climate as well. So they, they go out and invite kids to play, and they go out and keep games going and get things started, and then they help reduce, you know, resolve conflict if it goes beyond the kids that are in the initial conflict before again it gets to the adults and so it's really a game changer it it really does permeate throughout the whole school um, climate and culture
1: that's so great that you can actually see your success
0: yeah it's really fun they're great
1: (laughs) so when things are going to start getting back to normal hopefully by summer or maybe early fall how do you partner with schools and youth serving programs
0: so we're in conversation with schools now actually, even starting to talk about what does next year look like. And it's you know, it's different this year because everything is changing you know, hour to hour, week uh, to week, month minute to month. To minute. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of crazy how quickly things are shifting, but you know, we know schools wanna be in school, we know they will be when it's safe to do so and we know that we want to support them so we're having just very candid conversations about what are your struggles what are our struggles and challenges what does it look like right now with the information we have and what do we what do you need and like what do what can we offer and basically at this point we're just all reassuring each other that like look we are all in this together and we want to figure out what we can do next year it may it will most likely look very different than how we've partnered in the past but you know we're here We want to continue to support you and, you know, what do you need? What's your timeline look like? And when can we check back in? So because, you know, there's a little bit of um, money that has to happen from their budgets and then obviously ours to plan for service delivery, we're still in this place of what does the next three months tell us that that will be able to inform what we can offer schools moving into the future. So um, we're all just kind of heads down in that moment of, you know, we want to be here. We want to support you. We need to work in tandem to know what your needs are and where you got, when you where you all are at and how we're best positioned to support you um in other youth serving organizations we've shared all the resources we have for free. We did a, a email blast and we've called some folks to make sure that everybody has access to the free resources to be able to support their you know whether it's their mentors or it's their you know teachers or it's their families or what have you. So that things, our playbook can be distributed at, um, you know, lunch or f- food pickup sites and that folks will share things out on other resource sites. Like the Blazers put together a cool resource site for nonprofits that folks can go to and see things. So we made sure that we had um, what we were able to provide in this time readily available and that people know they can reach out and talk about any future partnerships as those things develop. So um, we're working just on making sure that we continue to have we have great champions and local supporters and that those folks are able to stay up with what we're doing and that they're, you know, continuing to figure out ways that they can best help uh, position us to be viable in the future. Um, and we're excited about what we can learn that'll allow us to, um, you know, learn and grow and adapt. I mean, we have done things in, in this region that are innovative for as long as i've been here which is nearing five years and i think we will continue to do that and we will continue to have strong partnerships with the amazing people in the schools that are doing and dealing with so much um and we're having great conversations with them now about what they need moving forward so we're excited about what prospects exist
1: wow so great we have about a minute left and i want to ask how our listeners can help get involved with playworks how can people help out
0: yeah, so there's there's multiple ways to help out. You know, in the near term, obviously, any donations that can can happen financially helps us to be remain viable in our region. So if you go to playworks.org slash Pacific dash Northwest, all spelled out, you can make a personal donation if you have the means to do so. Um, share our information on our social on your social media platforms. Share with other principals and teachers all of our free resources and parents, so that folks who are you know stressed out about being all, uh, teachers at home without you know the resources of that that other teachers who are teachers by nature have that can maybe help ease some of those um, frustrations. Take a break from your day and go enjoy one of our recesses. Those are super fun, and then think about. If you want to be a sponsor for Play at Home Initiative, the national um, initiative that we've created, there's opportunities for corporations and businesses, individuals to sponsor that. Just reach out to me and let me know. And then also, if you feel like a virtual corporate recess could be something fun for your organization or your team, we're happy to chat about that as well. Just keep us in um, mind when you're thinking about where you... Donate where you want to volunteer in the future and if you want any more information. And we, we um, look forward to, you know, keeping the friends that we have and making new friends as we go along.
1: Well, this has been a great conversation. I'm so glad you helped us and taught us about Playworks. This is really fantastic. You guys are doing good stuff.
0: Thanks. I'm so glad that you invited us to the conversation.
1: We've been talking today with Asia Wise Carver, Regional Director of Playworks Pacific Northwest. Thanks again for being on the show.
0: Thanks so much.
1: Let's Talk Portland is an Intercom Radio Portland public affairs program.